Welcome back, folks. Today's episode is brought to you by our brand new O23 Academy. The O23 Academy just went live at the beginning of January to kick off the 2021 new year, and it's the latest offer that I'm really excited to tell you all about. The Academy is completely free, and it is a robust video library diving into all things related to food, sleep, movement, mindset, and lifestyle design, as well as our business and sales systems that make the O23 professional the most successful coaches in the fitness industry. Right now, there are nearly 50 different pieces of video content in there, including webinars, recorded coaching calls, exclusive coaching videos, downloadable resources, and business checklists as well. And we will be updating with another two to three videos per week from this point forward. Everything we share in the Academy can be used in your coaching business today to start bringing bigger impact to your clients and making bigger income for yourself. Get it in there, dive in, and stay tuned for a lot more coming soon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to O23 Radio, the only show in the industry that focuses on optimizing the other 23 hours of the day, so you can transform your clients and your career on a whole new level. This show is for seasoned coaches and experienced leaders in the health and fitness industry to engage in professional level discussion on all things regarding bigger impact for our clients, better incomes for ourselves, and real meaningful influence in this loud and crowded space. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to O23 Radio. I am joined today by uh, the full team. We got the full team on board today. I have to my right here in person, Matt Mans, and coming in via satellite from Canada, we got uh, Jordan. How are you guys doing? Hey, awesome. Doing good. good. Happy to be here. Cool. Uh, yeah, so this is a, a fun episode, something uh, we've been looking forward to doing. And um, what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be breaking down and, and dissecting the three laws of O2-3 optimization, right? And these are these laws are something that we've um, kind of de- defined and then refined several times um, over the you know course of of building this program and system. And uh, like any laws, you know, when we think of laws and not laws like um, judicial laws, but laws of nature, laws of science, things, you know, they're essentially, you know, unbreakable or kind of bulletproof, right? And the, the way you, you know, come to um, finding these laws is by trying to constantly sort of prove them wrong. And you keep trying to prove them wrong until you really can't prove them wrong anymore. And then that way you, you start to develop these laws or, you know, th- at least theories, um, to uh, sort of bring to the world. So when we think about, you know, Newton's laws and things like that, that's, you know, kind of the process. So um, these laws here, we, we've used some different terms over the, t- over the time. And um, again, they've been just evolving and refined. And um, we've referred to them in the past as the, uh, you know, laws of intuitive living. So uh, for listeners, you know, here we're kind of referring to them as the, you know, laws of, of, 023 optimization, so optimizing the other 23 hours. Uh, but we do that and we teach in our program and uh, we do that through what we call intuitive living, right? So reconnecting with ourselves, our nature and each other. Um, and these laws, you know, kind of work for both uh, to kind of explain what intuitive living really means. Um, so 
we're going to to break them down. And again, these these laws are here to really summarize. We we talk about we cover uh, a vast uh, you know array of topics in our course because it's you know the other 23 hours of the day it's essentially life right so there's and we get deep into balance and uh food sleep movement mindset how they connect physically mentally emotionally spiritually and you know these things can bring you to you know far far off places and you know rabbit holes and all those things and um but these three laws essentially summarize you know our ultimate goal here what we want to bring to the world and uh, what we believe is, you know, actually possible for uh, modern day humans in, in, in our society, really any humans, but, you know, still modern day humans can, can achieve this and, and live this way. And, you know, it, it gives us a, a sense of clarity on what the end game really looks like. Like, what are we really working towards here? What are we trying to achieve? Um, what, you know, if in our mind like if the world could really truly accept and understand these principles um you know things would we, you know we strongly believe things would start to change for the better pretty quickly mm-hmm. so uh we're going to go through them and uh the coaches and i are each going to just uh you know share some thoughts on it and, and what it kind of what they mean to us and and why we believe it's important and um obviously as listeners We'd love to hear your thoughts as always. So you can always um, chime in via uh, Instagram, DM, email. It's just all of our names, Brian, Jordan, or Matt at 023coach.com if there's anything you want to reach us specific about. Um, And we'd love to hear what you think about these as well and how they might be, uh, you might be able to apply some of these thoughts and principles to your practice, your coaching practice, or if you're a practitioner and you work with patients uh, of any sort. Um, how relaying these concepts might be able to, you know, help you make more radical change and, uh, you know, grow, grow your business and evolve your, your craft. So uh, that being said, let's, let's dive in. So uh, what the first thing I'll do is I'll read them off all three of them. Okay. Just so the listeners kind of, you know, can see the, the big picture and then we'll go back and start at the top and, and kind of um, walk through one by one. So, the first law of O2-3 optimization is very simple. It's the first law is optimal is normal. Okay. Optimal is normal. And optimal living, law two is optimal living can be learned and understood by anyone using simple everyday language and lessons. Law three is optimal living can be experienced by anyone at any age using nothing more than the mind and the body they were born with. Okay, so one more time, optimal is normal. Optimal living is normal. Optimal living can be learned and understood by anyone using just simple everyday language and lessons. And optimal living can be experienced by anyone, no matter what their age, using nothing more than the mind and the body they were born with. Okay, so I guess I'll kind of start um, with the first one. And this is really something that... um, you know, this was the start of really a lot of what we do and teach here many, many years ago for me was just this, this idea that the human, you know, optimal is normal and the human experience is meant to be incredible. It's supposed to be um, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually fulfilling. Um, 
And in a way that I think we maybe have a hard time really gauging and understanding compared to how we, you know, normally live. Um, and I, I used to, to joke sometimes that if we really, you know, that if we really experience just balance, right. So our, and I should say like our meaning our homeostatic balance, just normal, regular, right. Neutral, whatever you want to call it. Um, as a human on this, on this planet, even that normal balance, even regular should feel really, really good. Um, and I used to joke, I say like, if we even just got to experience for a a really experience for a moment with real balance really feels like we would just like, just be completely overwhelmed with like just bliss and joy and, and all that stuff. And, um, you know, it's, we're constantly working towards chasing that and, you know, whether or not it's possible to really truly reach that like ultimate peak of, of, you know, enlightenment and balance, you know, that's, not always necessarily the goal, but like just working towards it would bring us these feelings um, it, it, that would feel far improved from what most of us feel just on a regular day-to-day basis. Um, so, so anyway, that, that kind of kicked off for me, you know, a lot of deep thinking of like, wow, we, we're living in this world where, and we've talked about this on other shows where like everybody is suffering, right? And like, we're all suffer in, in a lot of ways. And, um, when I, you know, started really observing our, our nature and then the way we actually act, you know, the way we act so misaligned and out of uh, accordance with that nature and how it brings on these physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual issues and problems that cause all of this suffering. And I realized, I'm like, wow, you know, we as a society and species, we're we're hurting. Like we're in a bad place. Right. Like, again, we've talked about this many other times, but like, we're kind of like choosing almost to do this for ourselves. And really like, this isn't normal. It's not normal to feel this way. Um, and really what normal should feel like is optimal, vibrant, energetic, happy, loving, fulfilling. Um, and, and just sort of like the, the old, like, I like to think that the ultimate experience you could possibly have is being a human on this planet like theoretically right and not to get too too far into that but like being in in that balance and alignment in our nature on this planet should be this incredibly fulfilling and enjoyable and amazing experience so anyway um that's that's kind of where it all started optimal is normal and i have some other thoughts on that but i wanted to elaborate on that one a little bit more than the others so um i'd like to hear a little bit about what what you guys think about that uh if uh, either one of you want to kick it off, Jordan, go ahead. Oh, you point. Yeah, out. so th- this is uh, this is a real cool one for me, and it's um, like I, I enjoy being able to share my perspective, and I think it's a little bit unique compared to you two, just because I'm more I'm much newer to this holistic style of thinking than you guys are, <laughs> and uh, you know even like like the Jordan of last year of like this time, like January 2020, would have looked at this and thought. Ah, but like, is it really though? You know, it's like, uh, like, like, uh, you know, good is good enough. Right. Mm-hmm. And kind of gone through this, that, that old mindset of just living in that, you know, we talk about the chronic blah that so many people go through and we normalize that, you know, mm-hmm. we normalize living very mediocrely. And, uh, and, and, you know, I spent a ton of my life there and justifying it, validating it. And it was looking as at, at life and all of this, like it just kind of was. 
it's like I wasn't in control. It was something that was happening to me mm-hmm. and, and how I felt and the way I lived and, you know, the vibrance that I was able to, to live with was just kind of like, it just was like, it wasn't something I had control over, mm. you know, like, obviously I've been in this health and fitness space and I know I can improve my fitness and all of this, but the overall experience was something that was just kind of happening to me mm-hmm. compared to, compared to something that I have control over. And for me, one of the big, uh, you know, um, realize, uh, realizations of this was just uh, came from some of my, my hiking, some of my outdoor time was those peak life experiences, like feeling what it's like to truly thrive and then coming back and having the idea of, wait, how can I, you know, try and recreate this as often as mm-hmm. possible just mm-hmm. in my daily life. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when we start talking, you know, optimal and, and really kind of living and thriving has been so cool to experiment. And like you say, it's um, kind of trying to prove it wrong um, mm-hmm. or that laws stand true or like you're trying to prove them wrong. And it's like, the more I do that, the more I realize how true it is mm-hmm. and that, you know, you can live optimally. Um, again, again, not at all times, you're going to fall off, but it is the normal. That's the baseline. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where kind of the standard should be as opposed to accepting less than that as, you know, the normal. Yeah, man, that that's huge. And, uh, um, I love that. And I love how that, that your thinking is, is evolving. Um, and I just wanted a quick note there too, cause you said something at the end that, um, meaning, you know, saying what we're saying here about optimal being more normal doesn't mean that everything is just perfect all the time. Right. It's, you know, and I think a lot of the, you know, a, a part of the human experience is actually, um, experiencing the polarities of the ups and downs and goods and bads, you know, being able to, to, um, you know, believe it or not, you know, a lot of our, our most growth and big, biggest life lessons come from some really hard stuff. That doesn't mean this is like, we're living this like fictional, uh, I mean, fantasy kind of like everything's perfect all the time. Like that's definitely not. So I'm really glad that, um, that you mentioned that at the end, but I like how you said too, like, yeah, we think that yeah, life's just kind of happening to us. And it's like, that's a that's a victim mindset even if even if life is good you know if things happen to be happening to you in good ways like you were born into maybe money or you have good some uh, gifts and abilities or things just are kind of like yeah yeah my life's good um, but if you just if you believe that it's just happening to you that's still like a victim mindset and so when mm-hmm. things do start to go wrong you realize oh shit you know things you know i'm not in control here i'm not creating i'm not the architect um so that that was awesome man i appreciate that share yeah, I just want to uh, go oh. ahead, George. You want to finish? Did you have something? To say? Well, there was just one little thing there that you mentioned about just the optimal living and the polarities. Uh, one of the things I kind of try and live my life by is um, just don't be a seven. Mm-hmm. Talking like seven out of ten, because <laughs> um, seven out of ten is the worst thing you can possibly live at. And I was a seven for my entire life because it's it's good enough mm-hmm. to not feel like you need to change anything but it's right. not actually good right. and so everything i do basically i try and live like an 8 plus i aim for mm-hmm. a 10 and sometimes you fall flat on your face and you end up with a 2 but you know that's the polarity that uh, allows you to experience that so, yeah. so yeah that was one thing that came up like don't be a 7 that's cool i like that and you're right cuz it's just you like just enough that you're not going to really make much change right mm-hmm. that's cool uh, all right matt go ahead if you were a seven, I was like, yeah, I mean, I relate to that so much because, you know, when we talk about optimal is normal, I felt like at, in my previous experience, just in this sphere of fitness and whatnot, like when we talk, how we break things down is physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Like I was so with blinders on in the physical world and 
you know, I wasn't a seven. I was like a nine and a half in physicality. And, but that's the only thing I cared about. And I was so tunnel vision that, you know, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I was probably a two, but I wasn't even looking there, you know? So once I had to like experience, like what you say is the polarity or, you know, certain downs in certain areas of my life, I was like, physical prowess is maybe not the whole cookie here. Maybe there's bigger crumbs and bigger pieces. And then obviously you look into alternative methods and different ways to improve yourself in the mental, in the emotional, in the spiritual. Um, you know, so I relate to that hundred percent, but also like why this law I think is so powerful is optimal is normal is because we are so far removed from what normal is mm -hmm. that we have to outsource everything to get back to normal. Mm -hmm. You know, when we talk about outsourcing, it's like, you know, I'm driving here and I just see this gigantic poster of like Dunkin' Donuts and it's, you know, obviously the, the motto America runs on Duncan, like America should run on sleep, <laughs> not Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> so it's like, like, think about that. Like we're so, I don't want to use the word brainwash, but like, you know, what do we need? Do we need to outsource or do we need to insource? Right. And like, you know, the, the picture was like these, they looked like these zombies walking into Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> and then they get their coffee and then they're like charged up walking out. It's like that, you know, to me is like, you know, we shouldn't be looking at wellness or normality like that we should be looking at it in a way that incorporates physical movement sound mindset routine um you know good food, food routine and sleep routines the, that should be like what we're focusing on and that's going to get us back to normal right so being so far removed as to what normal is but then actually how to get in yeah. it and you know not outsourcing things but insourcing you know being like what you guys talk about less victim mindset taking uh, over like the control of the actual situation and then also like how you said jordan you you said like once you had that buzz feeling you wanted to like i want to recreate this right you, it's and then you talked about like the peak human experience should be like the peak experience mm -hmm. of all life you know that i look at that as like a drug like when you first get that first hit of like thriving or like this buzz or this vitality this normality this this balance you know that you you go to sleep that night and you're like wow that was i, I want to get that again mm -hmm. what do i have to do to get that again what do i have to change in my life what do i have to do things different what do i have to eliminate you know how can i expand my my perception my awareness as to where i might be uh you know lacking in certain areas of my life so i feel like once you get a little bit of a taste of normal mm -hmm. it's like a fucking drug and yeah. you want to get back to it exactly i think that's why in, in a lot of times people will will get into fitness and do well for a while but then like fall off right or they you know maybe they'll eat pretty well for a while but then they kind of like fall off right and everyone's always worried about the like falling off thing but like if you really truly start to adapt to this this way of thinking and, and chasing you know true optimal living through nature and your natural design people don't really come back from that right you know what i mean like what you, you like you can't unlearn that and like get kind of fall back into you know those old habits once you know you get to a certain point yeah um cool good good thoughts there as well yeah and the idea of like um how to return that's you know going to get a little bit into the next one as well of, of of um or excuse me yeah like the next two really on, on how to get back to normal uh, but one last thought i wanted to share here too is something i've been thinking a lot about and that's if we could adapt uh, adjust to this notion this idea as a standard for like a standard of measurement for 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 health 
um, what that would do in the, in the world of, of, you know, disease prevention and things like that. So, and what I mean by that is like, if we're using thriving as a gauge, right. That you're, and we talk about 90, 90 living in the course where you're like thriving at, at 90% of your full capacity, 90% of the time. And just really just feeling freaking fantastic. Like if that's considered normal and then anything below that, is is a is a red flag that something you know needs to change if we look at it that way we're gonna we would start detecting change uh detecting um signs and symptoms of disease decades before they're actually a disease and and what we have now you know where we go you know you get routine blood work once a year you know as an adult or whatever you get routine blood work once a year they kind of check your height and weight and blood pressure and just like a couple baseline measurements and they check you. Oh no, you're looking good. You're 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 healthy, quote unquote. And then you know you do that every year, and then next thing you know, it's like oh, you have some kind of like pretty bad disease or condition, or people have heart attacks, or they all of a sudden boom, they have cancer and they have all this stuff. And it's like they were just healthy. They were a, they were a healthy person. All of a sudden, bam, you know, they were totally healthy dude, and all of a sudden, boom. And um, that's really not the case. Like that doesn't really happen that way. Like something wasn't right and they just wasn't really detected so we were using thriving as the baseline and you know of, of, of high energy and and athleticism and happiness and sex drive and emotional stability and um you know had ways of measuring these things and you know that that was the focus starting early in life really early in life but definitely in the early in adult life and then when we're not experiencing those things okay, we need to take We need to make some changes. We need to get to the root of it and start taking it. That was the case. They wouldn't be these sudden onsets of, you know, I'm using quotes, sudden onsets mm. of, of diseases um, later in life. It would be stuff we'd be picking up on much sooner. And I think that that would be, would be huge in, in the overall, just, you know, understanding of how this stuff works, right. And how these things come about. So, um, you look like you want to throw in the last thought there. No, nah, man, that was good. Okay. Um, cool. So moving on there. And again, like that's, I think if we could really adapt to that where anything less than optimal, something's wrong, something needs to change, something needs to be addressed, um, would be wildly, bring wild improvements. I, I mean, I would add something, right? Yeah. So optimal is normal. Not optimal is abnormal. Yes. And tune into that. Like, so have some sense of self-awareness that, if, if you're not happy, that shouldn't be normal. Mm -hmm. If you're stressed all the time, that should not be normal. And either A, you have to <laughs> dive into yourself or go get some help by somebody who mm -hmm. is highly wise and educated in this way of teaching and yes. coaching. Exactly. Awesome. Great point there uh, to finish. And kind of leads us into the next one. But we're going to, even if you're going to go um, get help, someone who, is looking at it the same way, looking at it this way, right? Um, and someone that can essentially teach you the concepts, help you reconnect with your body and get back on track. And that brings us to point number two, which is optimal living can be learned and understood by anyone using simple everyday language and lessons. Um, so do either one of you guys want to throw in a, a thought on that to start off? Go ahead, Jordan. Yeah, so this is another one that uh, Jordan of the past would have looked at and said, no, 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 it can't be that simple. <laughs> it can't be. There's got to be more to it. And this year has done such a, a wonder in 
um, allowing to communicate and get this through because talking about optimal is normal. Like obviously you need to learn how, like what optimal is from someone. Mm -hmm. And that's where this is kind of more, you know, speaking to the teacher a little bit mm. in terms of how they're, they're going to communicate that. Mm. And um, one of the things I, I learned through my, my yoga teacher training was, yeah, the idea of essential language. And it's using basically in, in yoga, as you're teaching, as you're cueing, it's trying to get someone to, you know, either move their body into a position or understand something using the least amount of words possible, mm -hmm. using the simplest terms possible. And that's where... You know, I can I can think back. I wrote a little note down of uh, a time when I was new to coaching CrossFit, and I can still remember her name was Carla. I was trying to teach her how to do a hang power clean, and I remember throwing so many words at her, all the technical terms, and literally watching her eyes glaze over. I was like, "Yeah, like put your knees back and pull the bar in, and like just jump shrug and like put your head through the roof and like drive through your heels and like spread the floor and it, <laughs> all the things," and it did absolutely nothing. And she didn't like it didn't uh, achieve the result. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, using the simple everyday language and lessons is ultimately what will help people uh, get the, the desired outcome, because mm -hmm. ultimately that's what it's about. You know, when we try and use these fancy scientific jargon and stuff, we're saying that to try and make ourselves sound smart mm -hmm. when in reality, the other person doesn't actually hear what we're saying. Mm -hmm. And it is simple. The lessons, the language, all of it can be very, very simple and can be learned by anybody. So, so I thought that was just a good story that I feel like a lot of CrossFit coaches out there will probably yes. be able to, to relate to. I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, Matt, you wanted to go? Sure, next? man. I mean, just like you, Jordan, you alluded to, like, obviously, yes, optimal is normal. Well, how do we learn optimal? You need a teacher, right? And for you going through your yoga training, your highly experienced yoga teacher was your teacher. And a lot of what we integrate into the course as nature is our teacher. Mm-hmm along with other wise, wise men and women. Right. But you know, your teacher doesn't necessarily have to be a human being. It could be elsewhere. So, you know, when we talk about learned and, un and, and, uh, understood, right. Optimal living can be learned and understood. It can be learned and, and understood in, in other modalities or other ways, not just through health and fitness. It can be understood and, and observed through nature. You know, and when you unpack the word understand, it's stand in the midst of among between, and also to change one's mind but also to begin and be close to, right? So like when you talk about like language complexity and, you know, all these fancy terms, like that's creating more distance between someone actually understanding and someone actually, you know, doing the, the thing you want them to do. So, you know, for us, as, as we try to even teach what we're teaching now, it's like break things down as simple as possible and get somebody, somebody closer to the actual thing that you want them to understand. And you don't do that with complexity, with jargon, you know, with all these, you know, crazy complex words, high vocabulary, et cetera, et cetera. It's the one word, right? Like when you teach a hand clean, jump with the bar. Mm -hmm. Oh shit. That kind of worked, dude. Like maybe, right. But so like, you know, when we talk about understanding and also learning, these are things like simple language. Oh, I get it. And I can do it myself. I don't need anybody else. Whereas like complex language, oh, I'm dumb. I need somebody else to help me with this, mm -hmm. right? Um, and, and also like what I feel as I'm starting to really learn about learning, we learn and, and grasp things through like elaborate stories, right? That bring into like this emotion, this, this, this energy to it, like actual, you know, what you're trying to explain. So the simplicity of things and how you can elaborate things in a story and then spike 
and raise someone's emotional reaction to something, that's when they grasp it, right? And that's when they feel it. And then they can understand, right? Understand, be close to it. And then they can, you know, assimilate that, if you will, into an understanding and then application. So, you know, that's how I kind of look at it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. Um, Yeah, like, you know, we keep coming back to that, like simplicity, right? And like, um, the, when we think about, you know, you know, um, the human species over time and generations and, you know, years, centuries, millennia ago, um, they were, you know, essentially thriving in a way that we, we can't really, uh, we have a tough time trying to even match, right? Like, so they were able to like live in accordance and balance and harmony with nature. Um, but they did it without, you know, they did it without, um, you know, uh, these labs and universities and dense science books and even microscopes and stuff that we consider like essential to like, for, for, to understand, like to understand the human body and the human being and, and, and healthy living. We think that we need to understand like molecular biology and all of this stuff where not that people who are studying that stuff and, and integrating it and helping and helping us actually it only even really becomes relevant when people can simplify that stuff for us anyway. Um, but the, the point I'm making is like, we were able to exist as a species for a long, long time without any of that stuff. And it's be, you know, the, the idea that, you know, what's going on in the human body as in the human being and as a whole is incredibly complex, right? Like we talk about that all the time. It's incredibly complex. We can, science can barely begin to even explain most of the things that are going on inside of our body. Um, like we were just kind of talking about this morning with just consciousness and all this stuff. It's just like, we pretend we know what we're talking about, but we really don't. Um, we're just barely able to um, begin to explain it. Um, so it's incredibly complex, but it's not complicated, right? It's not, it's not complicated. Obviously like we were able to, uh, as species living in the woods with you know loincloths and and stuff like they figured it out right like it it was all it was all able to be observed in nature and then learned and passed down to the the younger you know the the elders teach the young uh the younger members of the tribe and whatnot in you know simple stories simple language lessons um you know short simple things that like can't be can't be misunderstood mm. right you can definitely misunderstand molecular biology lessons right i do it all the time yeah. <laughs> you can't really misunderstand wisdom like that's kind of actually how i define wisdom is like it's taught in a way that um uh, can't be like unlearned and mm. can't be like misunderstood can't be misunderstood and can't be unlearned like mm. it's so simple and clear um but you know again because well you know in that in that way when they were learning by observing nature and then teaching in, in simple language and all of the most ancient, you know, universal wisdom, um, you know, the laws of nature are all so incredibly simple. Right. Mm. And like you look at books and texts and writings, like, um, like the Taoist stuff and, and whatnot, like uh, it's you know, like these little paragraphs or three sentences or whatever. They're just like, mm-hmm. like mind blowingly simple. That explains so much. Um, but anyway, so I think that this is the, one of the reasons that I, I think this is so important as a law uh, is because we live in a world that is like convincing us that you can't like it's it's 
it's it, it's too complicated for you like you know you need to go to this person who can teach you and you need to like you know these experts they get it you can, you know it's not really for you guys like you, you know you go to these people you outsource it you give up your power it's disempowering and um when really you know like i said we've been doing it all along without any of that stuff and really since the onset of most of those things we've gotten a lot worse <laughs> you know <laughs> like what's going on in the world in the last hundred years as all these things have quote-unquote advanced yeah i mean again i'm not going to get into what is relevant what's helping and what's not and how a lot of it's being just corrupted and what not anyway but the correlation is that we're going in the wrong direction um, as we get more and more you know learn more and more and get more and more into the 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 nuances and the, the specifics so um for me it comes back to empowerment here and i really want people to understand that they are fully equipped um sorry that's kind of getting into the next one no, yeah, but the, you know this can be learned you can understand this stuff with on your own your intuitive feelings your observance of nature and just you know your um you know just simple understandings of the the the, the world around you um is enough to uh, optimize and and live uh, live in this elevated state. Cool. So let's move to number three then. Um, number three is optimal living can be experienced by anyone at any age using nothing more than the mind and body they were born with. So this one, I don't know. I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts on this one. Either one of you want to go first? I'll start it up. So, you know, experience, right? Like think about experience as a word how it almost relates to experiment, right? Experiments, mm. experiment, right? So, you know, we have all these people, you know, designing all these fancy experiments and, you know, they come to the result and we can only understand something through an experiment through that someone else did. But experience is personal. It's firsthand, mm. right? It's mm -hmm. our own participation in it and the learning process that out in the outcome gave us, you know, so out of trying ourselves, out of testing something ourselves, out of feeling and undergoing the experience itself, that's the test for us, right? Mm -hmm. And then that's how we learn something. And then we can apply something firsthand. So the experience of it, and now we can get into, you know, testing something with our body or testing something with our mind. And, you know, that should be the empowerment that you talk about, right? Just how you alluded to this, like each law is kind of leading to the next law. And this is now leading to the empowerment of ourselves and you personally in control of your own life experiment, your own learning experience, and then the wisdom and the knowledge that you gain from yourself, you can then apply and then follow the track towards optimal living. Absolutely. I, I, I love that. That was, I think you nailed it right there. Um, the, well, before I go, do, Jordan, do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah. No, just uh, like Matt, like you're talking there. I really just think that, um, science is kind of the starting point in terms of how are we going to achieve this optimal living? You know, anytime they do a study on X, Y, Z about this will help you live in this way, whatever. Okay. That's cool. That might give you a direction of where to start, but until you actually implement that, mm. see the results for yourself, it's just a concept. Mm. It's just an idea. You know, we, we are in, like you say, our own experience. We are experimenting ourselves to, to see what kind of works for us. And like, yeah, I'm not saying disregard science. Like people have tested and they found these results, but until you kind of see it for yourself, it, uh, it, 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 it nothing really lands as true. 
Mm-hmm. And and for this one, what really lands for me is that you you know you can you can it can be achieved using nothing more than the mind and body that you're born with, and uh, and a cool example of this this past year I've completely cut out um, pre workouts and melatonin to help me sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I, I I did it intuitively, and I've been kind of exploring why for the last you know little bit here. And the big thing I've realized is that when I take care of myself, when I do the things that I know make me feel good. I show up in the gym and I feel great. Mm-hmm. I show up and I crush. And, uh, and, and same thing with sleeping. If I, you know, downregulate, if I, you know, read before bed, if I eat the right things and move my body, like I sleep like a baby. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm not, when I'm out of alignment, when I'm not doing those things, those things suck. And I need to feel that as feedback, mm-hmm. as motivation to do it. If I can treat my body like a dumpster fire, show up to the gym, crush a couple scoops of pre-workout and then get through the workout and smash it, then like, where's the consequence? Mm. There isn't any. So, yeah. you know, there's, for, there isn't any yet. Ex- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I can get through it in the moment. Yep. And so, you know, that's just this whole idea that I know just myself, you know, I can eat good food. I can sleep. I can take care of my thoughts and move my body and show up and feel great without any other outside, you know, stimulus outside, uh, you know, source of anything. And, and that's been just a really cool realization of, mm. um, of all of these things that, yeah, like you say, I, we have everything to thrive, uh, you know, within us already. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hold on. I was just going to say real fast. So that, and, and that whole point, like the specifically what you just said there about, you know, nothing more than the mind and body we're born with. That is so counter, uh, I guess contrary to the health and fitness industry, fifty <laughs> totally. billion or whatever seventy-five billion dollar industry that we have here, that's convincing you every single day you you can't do it on your own. You need to buy this yep. supplement. You need to buy this, whatever. Get this treatment. Take this drug. You're not capable of doing it on your own. Um, so for us to say this is is like you know really flies in the face of 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 all these things. And not to say that certain vitamins and certain, you know, healthy foods, like there's things you need, right? Like that to, to, to fuel, to fuel your mind and body properly, but it's not, we're not relying on external sources, right? And you talked about before about outsourcing, right? Like we're not reliant on something that if this thing was taken from me, I wouldn't be able to be healthy anymore. Right. Yeah. And that's where, yeah. One last little point on there is that, uh, yeah, there are these things and they can be used as tools, you know, for, yeah. for example, I talk about when people ask me about pre-workout, I get asked about it all the time. If I was like a competitive athlete, if I had a performance that I was, um, you know, invested in doing well in, and I wasn't feeling it that day, it's like, okay, now's a time to take one of these things to enhance that mm-hmm. knowing full and well that this could be robbing me of, you know, health tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I'm willing to take that risk in that in you know that uh, in that situation. In that situation, exactly right. But it's like for a glass case, kind of exactly case type of thing, and yeah. you're weighing you know the risk reward is like you said, there could be things on the line that matter a lot to you and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But like to to need that kind of stuff for everyday living, it would, it would be silly to think that that would be the case. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Matt, you want? I think. And I would argue, Arjun, like the better you take care of yourself, that one time you do use it, you can kind of get back to normal right because mm-hmm. you're you're it's only the in the in the extremes case mm-hmm. that you're using this totally. and i wish you guys knew me like five years ago when i was driving to these shady places to get like the illegal pre-workout that they couldn't even sell at gnc <laughs> just so i could like you know get like raged up and like 
I couldn't even like, I'd, I'd work with an athlete and they're like, dude, what is, why is it purple? I'm like, you can't take this dude. Like you'd pop a drug test or, and you'd miss these games and then I'm fired. Like you don't even look this way. I'm taking this, shoving it in my mouth. Like <laughs> that just brought back some good memories. Um, and then also melatonin too. I was like, I'm taking all this powder in my mouth to rage and lift weights. And then I can't sleep. And then outsourcing melatonin to try to sleep. It was, I was in this loop. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, like when I talk about being a 10 or nine and a half, like in the physical world and being a two, like emotionally, spiritually, that's where like these things are not sustainable and, and being so tunnel vision can kind of lead, lead you down, you know, some, some paths that, that are again, like not going to lead you in the right direction mm-hmm. as to optimization and being normal long-term. So, um, and like, also when you talk about, you know, using the body and the mind, like nature and, and whatever higher power you believe in did not mess up mm-hmm. giving this human body and this human experience putting you on earth at this certain time frame we're incredibly adaptable survivable resilient and when we can understand that just using the body that we're given using the mind that we are given and not outsourcing and really developing our own craft our own body our own mind through our own introspection our own self-mastery you'd be absolutely astonished as to what you can be capable of that you don't even want to look to that pre-workout. You don't even mm-hmm. need the melatonin because you're so much aligned and your, your ability to go up or down is so tuned that your performance in all worlds, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual are now integrating and just taking a serious step up in mm-hmm. their potential. Yes, absolutely. Um, Yeah, the idea of like like this comes with like some trust. Like you have to like re like kind of like what you're saying there too. I, I think is like you have to um, almost prove to yourself that this is possible by starting the process and, and doing this. And then you start to see and you start to fall into alignment. You're like, like you said, I don't want that. I don't want that. I'm I'm good. I, mm. I'm good. I got this. I, like, and because it, it feels better that way. Mm. You're able to reach. You're able to reach the 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 upper limits like you realize what the other things come with the ceiling even if like the short term like jordan said like how long is it going to last but if i'm doing it properly even if it's taking a long time the, the ceiling the is going to be a lot higher um so that's just kind of something that came up for me there for a second uh, but one thing i wanted to point out here that we didn't really get into as part of this one is the idea that anyone at any age okay and this is something that um i could i could imagine some people saying yeah yeah no no chance like if you're in your, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, and you've been, you've been, um, you know, whatever, neglecting yourself and, and not taking care of yourself as your whole life, how could you ever experience optimal living? So um, the, the first and foremost, the, I think the way to start that conversation is that you would have to be willing to change, mm. obviously, right? Like, so like you've, if that's the state the person's in, they haven't taken care of themselves or whatever. I'm not saying it won't, it won't be difficult. I'm not saying it won't be a challenge, right? It's in, in this modern society as well with a lot of the habits that we develop. Um, but we have to remember that health, you know, thriving, and you know, we're talking about being healthy and happy, right? Those are, those are feelings, not necessarily an achievement, right? Like there's something that we can, there, there are feelings inside of us. And, the pro it's the process of going out and and living in alignment living in accordance with nature um you know experiencing the polarities of of, you know physical mental and emotional health like we said 
Um, it's the process, not the end goal, that allows us to feel healthy and happy and vibrant and energetic. Um, and it's, you know, once we start living in a, with our actions and our behaviors aligned in that manner, it's, it's, we immediately start showing ourselves love. Like mm-hmm. we're giving ourselves self-love. And I talk about this in other places too, but like um, when we're neglecting ourselves, we're not loving ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're dissing ourselves left and right. We're like, yeah, this, this cigarette, I know it's killing me, but I don't care. I'm lighting it up anyway, or this soda or this, whatever. Like, I just don't care. Like, I don't care. Like, and it's a spiritual deficiency and all that stuff. There's emptiness and, and yeah, that is incredibly unhealthy. But as soon as we reverse that, maybe be, you know might can still be overweight or still be like you know recovering from bad habits and they're not that's going to affect the level that you can reach of course but the the process of it um you know triggers those feelings of you know showing your body love and the body starts showing you love back right and you start to move through the day and make these decisions that like i could do this and you know do the right thing for my body or i can do what just kind of feels good right now and my additions or habits will will um you know give me that that you know uh, feed that craving or whatever and but when you start moving through and making the right decisions every single day multiple times a day over and over you start to have this this sense of you know this vibrant energy this thriving this this new love for yourself for life this happiness this bounce in your step and that can start at any time, any place, no matter what the background is. Um, again, there will be limits and there will be hard to get to any certain like tangible achievements. Um, but as far as feeling healthy and happy and, you know, enjoying in, in the, the human experience for the best that you possibly can, it can be started at any time, any place, any age. I would argue that, you know, for somebody that is maybe listening to this, that is in their forties, fifties, and they're saying, "Oh, these guys are a bunch of fucking hippie dudes." Like, talk, I can't do that. Whatever. The older you get, and the more pain you have been in in a long for a longer duration, it that the harder it is to get back. It's going to be harder. It's going to be a higher struggle. There's going to be more resistance. But, you know, like there's a reason why, you know, Jordan said like two years ago, he was in a completely different place. Like me as, you know, 29 and then entering like a completely different profession, you going through similar things at like a similar age. Like these are like, whatever they come from intuition voices in your head that like, if you continue to do this, you're going to end up that 35, 40 year old broke complaining about his back shoulder replacement coming up in the near future, you know, can't do roll around with his kids, all these things. And, you know, not to say that the, the person that is, you know, XYZ 40, you know, banged up, whatever, didn't listen or, or, you know, whatever. It's just that these are like the safety mechanisms put in place in our life experience that if we are open to, we tune into and we begin to receive and listen to mm-hmm. that change the course of our life, that put her in a better and put us in a better place in a state of balance, in a state of thriving, in a state of quote, how we define normal we are no longer in a state of pain. We're, we're happier, we're healthier. Right. So it's, it doesn't mean that, you know, for someone who, you know, is approaching that, that 50 year old uh, Mark and, you know, they're being the victim and like these guys, you know, it's easy for them to say they're young, they're spry, whatever. For someone who, who is that age, who wants to make a change, you have an extreme amount of resistance to overcome, you know, history, programming, belief systems, whatever, but it's worth it. And, it's better now than ever, better now than ever. 
and almost assume and expect this huge amount of resistance and be okay with that because it's better than being 60 and even more broke mm -hmm. or 70 and, you know, on the way out. Right. So it's like, if this strikes a chord with you, understand that we're not saying that's easy. We're saying that it's worth it. And we're mm -hmm. the saying it's doable yes. no matter what age. And the sooner you can kind of tune back in, the more healthier and vibrant you're going to be for the future. Yes, absolutely. That was an awesome point there. And I would also even add to that too, that like, let's just, you know, to use simple terms, like the more like, down the wrong path you are like whatever like the the you know you've been act you know living the, like like you said there for a while it's actually you know there's a lot of low-hanging fruit too so like some simple you know, there'll be a lot of resistance to things like giving up like you giving up making habit changes that you've maybe been doing for decades but making a couple of changes can have some enormous swing back in the other direction to start to build into like momentum into like, Oh, wow, I can do this. And Holy shit, these couple little things feel, make me feel really damn good. And, you know, again, now we're starting to experience the body thanking us, you know, the, you know, the, that love we're giving the body, the body's giving it back and we just start to, to feel it right away. Um, just from just kind of taking, you know, those, those um, like I said, like low hanging fruit and making some, seemingly minor changes that that go a long way um so yeah so that's why uh i think that this is incredibly important as that that third rule to really like solidify it's never too late to start feeling this it's never too late to start experiencing it or chasing like the chase the chase is the is what brings out those feelings anyway right the process the chase the um the journey is the goal right type of thing um uh, it's that's that's sort of what we're trying to emphasize here in, in rule three. Jordan, did you want to add something there at the end? Did you, uh, no, I think that that basically hit spot on. It was just the, you know, the same idea that, yeah, obviously the, um, the best time to plant a tree would have been 20 years ago. The second mm -hmm. best time is today. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and you know, it's, th this is one that I love just actually the little point you guys are talking on, because in a way I kind of can't wait till I'm like 80 and hopefully still thriving and crushing because, yeah. you know, obviously as a couple of younger dudes, it's difficult to speak to this one. <laughs> Um, just because if there is someone older who's like, oh, no, you don't know what it's like to be 50. It's like, well, well, we don't. And we know how this stuff works. And, you know, for anyone out there who's maybe doubting or, or wondering, you know, what if it's like, well, you know, prove us wrong. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. what's the what's the worst thing that can happen if you, you know, try some of this stuff and, yes. uh, and, and can kind of see where it goes? There, there really is no downside. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it's, it's difficult to admit that, OK, maybe I've been living suboptimally for 50 years but you know well let's make the next 50 great yeah, yeah and exactly. moving forward like that exactly right well like you said what's the wrong side like what's the downside you know like maybe i don't really feel like i'm like reaching this optimal you know ex human experience but you're gonna be feeling a lot damn better you know what <laughs> i mean than you were like by not trying yeah totally um and you know i think most of us here have enough have had enough of are are you know low points you know like i know for me physically with a lot of the stuff i've gone through with my body even physically emotionally everything you know that it's i can say these things with more confidence than i could have you know in my in my mid-30s now i can say with a lot more confidence than i could have in my mid-20s you mm -hmm. know what i mean like a lot has changed and i've been through a lot and learned where i was um like where I was misunderstanding some of these concepts. And like, so for example, for this one, I was, you know, when I really started to have 
the wheels started coming off around age 20 wheels coming off. So, you know, sort of speak, I felt like at least like all of a sudden things that were normally easy, weren't easy. I was hurting and like everything in my body was hurting. I was whatever, having all this stuff going on. And it was people's, you know, Oh, you're getting old and this is what happens. And this is what happens in you when you eat 30 and this is what, and, and all this stuff. And I'm like, there's no way that could be possible. Yeah. I just don't believe that that's possible. Um, that at age 30, you start just feeling that way because we're 30 years old, right? Like, again, the human experience, like it's just not supposed to be that way. And it's kind of triggered, you know, one of the things that triggered all of these, these thoughts in the first place. Um, and it was, I was kind of determined to prove that, you know, like yeah, I, yeah. I like was like, no, I, I, this isn't, I'm not ready to just chalk it up and say, Hey, I'm getting old yet. You know? So um, that's kind of started me on this journey of rebuilding and kind of starting over and with with these principles in mind and um i'd rather pr- try to live my life trying to prove these things right you know and and maybe come up a little short than just kick my feet up and say hey i'm, I'm old and this is, you know, mm-hmm. this is this is the way it is um but uh, anyway cool so uh yeah i'm glad we i'm glad we we dove into these and got to share them a little bit and share our thoughts on it and some personal stories um yeah. So unless you guys want to add anything else in there at the end, I think, uh, I think we'll wrap up there uh, for anyone that's interested in learning more. Obviously we cover these in, in, in detail throughout our course. And, you know, especially when it comes to like the everyday language and lessons, like our entire program is really, you know, teaching these lessons and using this language and how to um, understand these concepts better for ourselves, of course, first always, and then how to then turn and relay and communicate them in a language that, um, you know, we can teach to you, you can teach to your clients, your clients can turn and teach to their family and even possibly their kids in relatively the same, same manner. Um, and that's what will create the more, you know, category, you know, or that's not the word I'm looking for, but more like this, the seismic ripple of change that this world really needs right now. So, and that's at the core of our mission here at 023. And we want to bring that, those feelings and this, you know, state of thriving and optimal living. We want to normalize thriving, right? We want to normalize thriving for anyone who is willing to put in the work and that, and that uh, wants to achieve it. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we are signing off till next time. Peace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There you have it, folks. I hope you appreciate that breakdown with Matt, Jordan, and myself. Remember, today's episode is brought to you by the O23 Academy. It is now available on our website, www.023coach.com. Click Academy at the top of the page, and there's a opt-in form right there where you will get full access to everything immediately. It's completely free, and we're going to be adding to it every single week for the rest of the entire year. Get in there, dive in, start making change. Yeah, yeah, yeah.